Hi friends, I'm Andy Sell, and these are the people we know. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of People We Know. What are you, you trying what are you thing doing? I'm trying yeah. out a new thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of People We Know, the podcast where real people get excited about unreal people. Just keep it consistent. It's branding. I'm trying. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. It's important. I got you. You get a point. <laughs> yeah, he uh, hates it. He just hates saying it the way that he says it. I do. I you're know. a product. It's like Think you got that. it perfect, and then you're like, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Perfection's not good enough. Why did you guys both look over there at the I, I, I don't know. I look because okay. he looked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look. I'm proud that I did not even look. I was you like, admirable well, I don't even restraint on your part. There could you be a murder flinch. over there. I'm not even going to look. How about that? <laughs> Who do we got on today? Whose episode is this? Um, This is Greg Franklin. Greg Franklin. Yeah. Talking about Z-Man. fucking Z-Man. From Beyond the Valley Beyond of the, the Dolls. Dolls. We got to watch Beyond the Valley of the Dolls now. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I'm not. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Not even after hearing all those great lines of no. dialogue that are in it? No. And you know what? I bet I wouldn't like it. <laughs> just throwing that out there. You might. I don't know. Ugh. Well, I have bad taste. Let's put it... You know, <laughs> let's just agree that it's... Okay, so over there. Like, I'm not looking and I'm not going to watch it. No, I will. Man. You know, I'll, will you finally well, what do you want me to do? Say I'm going to watch it and then never watch it? And then, no. You know. No. I, I want to be more honest. Appreciated. It's just like way down the list. Every day yeah. somebody tells me I should watch something. Yeah. So. Well, you just started watching House of Cards. Yes. You told us. Kind of recently, yeah. Yes, I did. Because I ran out of all the other shows that I was watching. That everybody was telling you to watch? Yeah. So I was like, finally. What do you think? God, I can't even explain why it annoys me. Or or why I keep watching it, though. Uh, Okay, see, when you told me, this is why I was like, we got to talk about this. Because Mm -hmm. that is the point I want to... Latch on to because I feel the same way. Yeah, yeah. I am. You're four or five episodes deep. Yeah, I'm I not think, even in the, at the part season. where everyone's saying it's good now, and that's yeah. why I started to watch it. I have beef with the show, and I continue to watch it too. I'm I'm like halfway through the second season right okay. now, and I, I just yeah, I'm my done issue with, the with it, and I, I feel like we can cover it in a free spoiler free way. Um, is it feels like someone watched Mad Men, Breaking Bad, and Sopranos and made a checklist. And then, Ooh, that's like, good. Yeah. and then, like, superimposed that checklist onto Washington. Like, right. Yeah, and then they were like, well, then they watched The West Wing and they got angry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because like, what well, if this the, show was evil? That's right. the thing. <laughs> is that, exactly. Well, that's fucking it's Alex Jones, man. Alex Jones <laughs> loves House of Cards. That crazy libertarian asshole. Oh, I know Alex asshole. Jones. Yeah. I lived in Austin. He lo- <laughs> God damn it. He loves House of Cards. And he, he his, this is his thing. Is yeah. well, This is what's really happening in Washington. See, that's weird because that's Ale- why House of Cards is, is an argument for why Alex Jones' conspiracies can't occur. <laughs> because everybody's backbiting and like playing these Roman yeah, Senate Yeah, but there games. are a lot of cover-ups and conspiracies on the show. That's true. Like and there are things that happen on that show where and I don't want to spoil anything because none of the really big stuff has happened yet that you've seen. Right. Yeah. But there's so things some stuff. are going to happen. Oh, is yeah. what you're saying? Huge yeah. things. There are things that happen in the plot of the show. Yeah. It's not just nothing. It's not forever. just. It's okay. not just Kevin Spacey <laughs> glaring at people I know. <laughs> and eating ribs occasionally. Right. Uh, that's another thing too is I don't like nobody in that show and I like the show for some reason I don't like it anymore the first season I liked it but you're even like for some reason (laughs) but for some reason I have to keep watching it yeah 
Yeah, it's like I like it for some reason, I guess. I don't know. But no one in that show ever just like catches the way that he looks at them and says, mm-hmm. dude, what's your problem? <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly. why are you well, fucking mad dogging me like, 24-7? Maybe they can't see him looking at like it's his, a side thing because yeah, they can't like hear the, his like aside. His, like his so they can't, the stuff, they can't yeah. see the faces he's making either <laughs> maybe only we can see the faces well, yeah, he's, yes. he's, he's so consistently smarter than everybody else yeah. like i not, never feel uh, like not he's always. going he to fail he fucks up sometimes in the first yeah, season he and in the I second season fuck he fucks up, up. I can't remember what but it was, he unfucked but the situation yeah. masterfully and mm-hmm. ended up even better than he was before right. it was like, the, it was in the terms tv of the interview situation. yeah oh yeah he fucked up the tv interview i forgot about i loved that i loved that he fucked up that was yeah that's actually i think that's the point when i started being like okay i like this show because this guy's failing sometimes and Mm -hmm. i want to see more of him failing right the thing is is that it's so it's exactly it's the west wing but evil Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's like i when i first started watching it was when i also first started watching west wing and this was like when whatever when the first season premiered Mm -hmm. and i was watching like i would would watch like two episodes and then i would just have to watch an episode of west wing because i'd be like okay i can't fucking (laughs) deal maybe it's like this instead yeah maybe (laughs) it's like maybe we're good (laughs) well they're both like very extreme versions of Mm -hmm. what's going on so i you know probably somewhere in the middle is what what the reality is Yeah. yeah well he and there's like some crazy especially in the second season some of the conspiracy shit that's going on in there is just like good god yeah like i wouldn't be surprised if season three like they like someone's just like yeah 9-11 was an inside job like, <laughs> and frank underwood had a part to play in it like frank, we're inviting be, you to the bilderberg conference <laughs> yeah, i would not be shocked well that's the other thing too okay now i don't want to you haven't finished season two no you haven't started season two mm-hmm. so i don't want to spoil anything but I'm going to try really hard not to spoil. <laughs> so season two, as it was ending, like in the last, it just felt exhausting to me because mm-hmm. I watched, I binge watched yeah. it mm-hmm. and about four episodes from the end, I was like, okay, like I wanted to quit. I was like, I can't just, I can't handle people being this fucking shitty to each other yeah. anymore. Yeah. It's, I think it's that's grating. what drives me nuts about it. Maybe. Yeah. It's, it's tired. You get tired. Like I get yeah. emotionally exhausted. I think we're actually at a point in the show, um, like... I don't think there are any good people on it. No, there aren't. Like, I can't think of anybody on the show that's a good person. Right. There aren't. There's like one. The president's not a bad one? guy morally. To me, it's the it's the other reporter at the newspaper um, that Zoe Barnes. Um, the other girl. Tr- no, 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 no. no. The-, <laughs> the guy. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still kind of a good guy, sort of. He's not. He's, but he's not a bad human. A th- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's- but he's like his obsession, his hubris is kind of like, yeah. is going on. And so, I, yeah, I got like four episodes from the end. I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to finish this season mm-hmm. and then I'm done. And I'm breaking yeah. up with this show and I don't need to watch it anymore. Yeah. And then I got to the last episode and there's a thing that happens at the end. I'm like, well, I'm watching the next season. Watch it. I yeah. have to. I fucking have to. Yeah, and I wouldn't they, be surprised. They make if, like, you want to see what'll happen next. But, I guess. Like, yeah, it's kind but of. But like, I'm, I'm even like, what even happened half the time? You know, I'm yeah. like, I don't even really know what just happened. Really, it's just it's all it's prestige drama methadone is mm-hmm. what it is. Like they, they think they're making well, a madman, and they're really making it's trash. Yeah, yeah such exactly. soapy trash. But it's made technically so. Oh, it's well, gorgeously yeah. shot. The yeah. first yeah. two episodes directed shot, at David Fincher. Like the way it's shot. Yeah. The way it's shot, the way it's cut. Yeah, right. you get David Fincher did. Yeah, uh, it's like and the music. It's just so classy. <laughs> Simon Gibson has a bit about. Have you heard a yeah. bit about it? Yeah. Where he's talking about. The, the he's bit? like, I don't even. Nothing is happening in the show, but the music is like <laughs> making <laughs> me <laughs> think <laughs> things are happening. Yeah. 
Babe, did you see that? <laughs> Babe, did you see that? Yeah, yeah it's, it's the, it's, it has this, like, all these, tr- the, all the technical trappings of it are very classy yeah. and very dignified and prestigious. Yes. But then the material of the show is seriously libertarian paranoia garbage. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's just kind of hacky. Like, yeah. It went off the rails when him and Zoe Barnes started fucking, like, yeah. period. Yeah. Like, that was just like, there's no reason for this relationship to be occurring. Exactly. Why is this why? happening? And, and at like, this oh, point... It's like, tactic. And you're at like, this why? point, in, like, what? prestige dramas, like, I'm having an affair is such, like, a... It's it's such a cliche way mm-hmm. to make someone yeah. flawed. Yeah. Like is it in it, 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 it? Well, and it's even cliche it to have it be like not a big deal. Like it's yeah. even you yeah. Know, exactly because every like, single person always is having an affair yeah. apparently, yeah. so it's fine. To the point where like I so I start I started yeah. to wonder this about like it, it, when I when I get to like my forties and I'm married like is everybody just going to be in, in, having affairs? Obviously, on everybody? is that just what life is? <laughs> yeah, that's just like, what happens. You, yeah. nobody ever it doesn't do that. Oh man, yeah, there's that's no never such thing as fidelity. Happen. Your parents it does oh, not really? ever happen. I didn't get that memo. Oh yeah. man, yeah, you it's didn't never happened ever in the history of the world. Me and the lady are going to have to have a talk. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going <laughs> to no, like just, just some expectation setting. Yeah, and then you'll tell your friends, and then all of your all of your married friends will be like oh yeah we've been fucking rounding each other for yeah. years everybody does that what are you talking <laughs> and like, about and you I get to come to the key person. parties now <laughs> <laughs> turns out i'm a flawed person actually. <laughs> wow. i think i have depth now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean there's yeah that show but is... that wasn't even i mean it's not shocking because even the way they deal with it isn't shocking it's like well, they have an even, understanding even, where the you know honestly even the big beats in it even the shocking things that happen in it when you think back on it not that shocking. You're like, yeah, I kind of saw that coming. Yeah. Exactly. Or not that big a deal. Yeah, I mean, some of them end up being big deals repercussion-wise, mm-hmm. and you're just sort of like... And when you think about it, they're big deal. Like, when you mm-hmm. really dwell on it, you're like, well, what if I did that? Or what if this happened to me? Right. That would be huge. That would, yeah. like, change my entire life forever. Yeah. But, like... In the context of the show, yeah. it's just sort of like, man, it's just another horrible thing he did. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, what? who gives a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm, re- yeah, I'm pretty proud of myself right now for not accidentally throwing out any spoilers. Yeah. But- I wish they would just retitle the show, Kevin Spacey's a dick with an accent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that covers it. Yeah, I just want to eat those ribs. God, those oh, ribs I know. are oh, so God. fucking good. Yeah. It makes me right want to make now. some ribs. And the guy make from ribs, the, the Wire. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> he guy just from leave. the wire the rib guy he's um he played oh, uh, carcetti's carcetti's truth to power dude yeah i forgot about that yeah yeah <laughs> it's a good show the wire better show than house of cards better show yeah. than house of yeah. Yeah. definitely well, better show you guys agree because i thought you know maybe no it's not it's not it. just you. it's not good no. but i'm good but you had that thing. that moment of like wait does the emperor have no clothes yeah like yeah, yeah. and the i did thing check is, it i'm gonna keep watching i might you know i'll pick it back up when I get run out of other shows. Yeah, here's the advice I'll give you. If you do quit, quit before the last episode of season two. Because yeah. then it'll make me Because the watch. last episode of season two, you're going to be like, this is stupid and ridiculous, and I hate it even more now, but how do I not watch this? No, I'm going to keep watching it. I mean, I'm going to keep eating Jack in the Box, too. Like, <laughs> I just... Well, I mean, I was bored with Breaking Bad in the first season, and everyone was like, and I stopped watching it, and then everyone was like, please keep watching it. Season... I started Have you Breaking back Bad. Up? Yeah, I finished it and I loved it. I started Breaking Bad at season two. I'd never seen season okay. one. Season two was on my TV. 
and I yeah. fucking watched it. You've seen season one now, Now right? I have. I yeah. went back later, and I watched season one. After I finished season two, yeah. I was like, okay, well, I need to know, I guess, what... I mean, I get what's happening, mm-hmm. yeah. but let's figure I out. stalled out on... I, I, I don't think I would have made it become as big of a Breaking Bad fan as I am if I didn't have the flu about a year and a half ago, like, really bad. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, bedridden for two mm-hmm. days, and, like, just being sick and wallowing, and I, I made it through the part of season two where That's Jane how I did Veronica Mars. And, uh, where Jane and, uh, and Jesse are doing all the hair and stuff mm-hmm. i'm like yeah. they're in bed i'm in bed we're, we're all the same <laughs> like, it was great i wouldn't and i when i went when i rewatched season when i watched season one after watching season two i was like yeah i probably wouldn't have gotten so into this yeah if i'd started at season one because after season, season three, two the lags. punch of season one really uh season what's three was season my three? favorite season. What's the, what's, season wait, three maybe is, two maybe i'm thinking of two season three is where he's cooking with uh he starts cooking for gus in the super lab but four is gus to still Four is Walt versus Gus. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. I like four better. Four is better, but four. three has the best line reading in the whole series where uh, he Mike figures out that he sent Jesse to go, uh, spoilers, um, kill, uh, what's his name? Yeah. Um, uh, God, why can't I remember her name? I can't his remember name his name. is my favorite, too. Yeah. He's my favorite. Oh, yeah. Oh, fucking. It was so what sad when his? he went. Oh, Gail. 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 Gail Bedeker. Yeah. And then Mike figures it out and God, Walt sees it on Mike's that. face and Walt just goes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was a pretty good Cranston you just did there. Yeah. You did the run. You did the thing with your mouth that he does too. Yeah, I can't do it, but you yeah. did it. You did so, it. Okay. There's a little bit of Buffalo Bill to it, just a touch. <laughs> like, would you fuck me? I fuck me. <laughs> so we're talking about this show that we got through. You know where it lagged to get yeah. to a better point. Yeah. Do you think that'll happen with House of Cards? No. Yeah, I don't either. I, I don't, don't see I don't it. No, so. I don't. I think what it is is it's just like, and this is my problem with almost all Showtime shows is that all Showtime shows don't seem to be driven by character so much or even plot as much as they are just by the writers saying what fucked up thing can we have happen this week to get mm-hmm. people talking about it around the water cool and to keep them watching. Yeah, and yeah. that's sort of how House of Cards feel to me. But it's but they class it up with all those things yeah. we talked about. Yeah. Um, by just shooting it masterfully, so they, they, tr- yeah. they kind of trick you. God, it's so it is. It really is. Yeah. It really is. And I love the the, the theme song. I wonder if that's why I watch it. I love it. It's like, because of the way it's shot. You know, it's just yeah. the, the theme song is like chicken noodle soup for me. Yeah. Like yeah. when that comes on, I'm just like, oh, oh, I'm okay. I can watch <laughs> that's this. your like I'm okay song. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. I Maybe feel good when person. I hear the theme song of The Office. I'm like, everything's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's Parks and Rec is that for me. Oh, that's yeah. a good one too. That's, that's just me and my girlfriend on the couch and like making up lyrics. Yeah. Like just stupid <laughs> lyrics. Just like, Parks and the Rec, Parks and the Rec, Rec and the Parks. <laughs> Was this yeah. last episode the finale? Yeah. Good question, uh, by the way. Because it, it, like, it. it felt oh, like God. it. Okay. I have not seen it. It felt right. Like it, it, yeah, it, but it didn't say anything it, about. Like it. I don't see from the ending. I don't see how it couldn't be. Right. But at the same time, it didn't feel like a series exactly. finale. To exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I forgot to no, look it up. I think though. they've got another season. Okay. Yeah. They I ended don't know. It so weird. I don't know anything <laughs> about it. All, I saw an article on the AV Club that just read uh, Michael Schur. I think is the name of the showrunner. Confirms that Parks and Rec season finale means what you think it means. And like I don't know. I didn't read the article because I don't oh. want to be spoiled. Oh but, shit. But like I don't know. Okay, I have to ask you because I honestly It's going to start where it ended. <gasps> oh. Okay, now I'm okay. Okay. Now I'm okay with it. 
No, did, I get it. Did I just fix the show for you guys? You just yeah. did. You really did. Because like, I was, I I was super confused about, about it. I'm glad you said that because I was too. And I've I'm glad been, you haven't seen it yet because that makes me feel like I I'm feel a little so, better than I've, you today. So I just communicated <laughs> information to you and I don't know what I just communicated yeah, to you. Yeah, but it was very helpful. But wow. Yeah. Something it's really powerful. strange God, this just is, happened. This is geek magic. Yeah. No spoilers yeah. were involved whatsoever. <laughs> exactly. But we all understand exactly yeah. what happened and it made the show better yeah. for us. Oh, that's great. Am I a wizard? Yeah. You might be. <laughs> I think it might be magic. Oh, crazy. Let's okay. pump the brakes. Anyway, <laughs> House of Cards. <laughs> I like that none of us like you House of magic. Cards enough, so we all I have know, to start talking about I know, we just keep going into other, other shows other that we show. like. <laughs> Here's these other things we like more, but answer your question, I don't think it's going to get better because it's not bad for the right reasons. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, like, like mm-hmm. Breaking Bad at the beginning was a little slow because it was laying a foundation. Right. And now, like... And it was going somewhere. Yeah, the show, yeah. when I it thought, got great, was better because of right. those early episodes. I was worried it was turning into weeds. That's oh, why God. I... God, that show's oh, awful. Isn't it? Yeah. Ugh. And this anyway. is the same... That's, to me, House of Cards is weeds, but with better camera work. Yeah, yeah. Weeds is not a good show. And when, when I first heard of Breaking Bad, I think everybody thought weeds. Yeah, exactly. Know? And then I, I saw the first, like, couple episodes. And I was like, man, I fucking know where yeah. this is. Because when it was pitched to me, when I when I heard about Breaking Bad, the pitch was, oh yeah, he's selling meth to like to like leave his family something, and every episode he like gets in some crazy scrape and he has to use chemistry to get out. And I was like, okay, so like science MacGyver, all yeah. right. <laughs> and I thought that's just what it yeah. was. Yeah. And then it turns into like a weird morality tale, yeah, about you know people can change, but only if they get worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so. Well, you said something a minute ago that I was like, wait a second. House of Cards. Oh, yeah, House of Cards. Is, <laughs> You're uh, like, well, I don't even remember what no, show no, no, no. we're talking So I tweeted at one point, I said, like, I can't wait for House of Cards season six when Kevin Spacey's got a little mustache and he's making people get on trains. Because <laughs> I think, like... Because <laughs> I don't see where else it can go. You know what yeah. I mean? Like... And I, I don't. Yeah, what are they saying? This show is not about anything. But like, at some point, he's just going to be dictator of the moon or something. Yeah, because like, <laughs> yeah, he's infallible, or yeah. they're going to nobody's onto him, face. and nothing's yeah. falling apart. And he's still, like, he's going to be the leader of the Illuminati. He's a cartoon. So you're confirming though that nothing falls apart for him. For I mean, the some things season. do, but I mean, God. But at no point, like, in all the these other... The thing is, all this shit is, happens, is so woven together with him that if any one thing falls apart for him... Yeah, everything falls. The whole thing, and well, he's going and then, to be in prison. But that makes me think that maybe that's all pers- per- <laughs> purposeful then, you know? Yeah. Well, the difference is, yeah. like, all these other shows that House of Cards thinks it's like, like your Mad Men's and your Breaking Bad's and your Sopranos, the thing about all those shows is the main characters experience doubt and went through different like went through evolutions but like mm-hmm. at no point do you ever feel like Kevin Spacey doesn't think that like he's on the right track like yeah you he just feels so self-assured <laughs> like oh obviously i should have all the power there is yeah like let's get on this he's so ultimately pragmatic Without yeah. any kind of concern for others, without any adherence to a social contract. Yeah, which makes him very uninteresting as a character. And that's why I think it's so ironic that people like Alex Jones and all these fucking asshole libertarian yeah. dipshits love this show so much. Because to them, they're like, oh, they're showing us how it really is. And Kevin Spacey's character is the ultimate villain. And it's just like, no, because he's exactly who you fuckers would be if yeah. you had any kind of power. <laughs> like he's, I feel like that's it. I feel like these assholes watch these horrible things that he does to get ahead, and they're just like they just beat off to it. 
Well, they're and just they're like just, exactly that's, that's, your house that's is how things are run there, and that's probably. why we have to. Yeah. <laughs> probably, I yeah. should probably. Yeah, you're gonna want. Well, it's like, just an excuse to make you know everything's like that. So why not be like that? I don't yeah. know. To me, yeah, I'm just absolutely. when I see shit like that, I'm like, why the fuck? Because nobody's good ever. Like no humans are ever good, and <laughs> yeah. nothing yeah, ever I'm good with happens. You. I like. I like. I'm, I'm a little tired of the anti-hero trend in general. Yeah. Honestly, I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready for a hero. I'm ready. Me too. For I need a hero. To make it a back? Sh- I I'm need a, a hero. hero. <laughs> Spon- moment spontaneously, ever. we all yeah. just did that. Bonnie uh, Tyler, she's powerful. You guys. I, I'm ready for a mo- for a show about a guy who's, who's a good person. Just good. Yeah. yeah. Who's and it's like and it's that I get angry but it's the same thing in comic books when people are like oh cyclops is boring superman's boring i like batman and wolverine and it's just like no you just don't like people who are good right yeah you just don't like people who know they yeah, should why do the are right people thing not bored with uh frank underwood who's just always God, so evil boring. and yeah. yeah and boring I mean, it's just always the same shit. Why are they not bored with that? Someone's going to say good, something naive. He's going to look at the camera and smirk. Like, yeah. we sure do think these good people are stupid, don't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's adorable. He wants to help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I sure am going to exploit him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to eat some ribs after I fucking had sex just, with his wife and then bomb his hometown. <laughs> Yours was better. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, what a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm tired of these pieces of shit, man. Yeah. So, I mean... And I was Team Walt all through Breaking Bad. I never fell off you the Walt bandwagon. You never fell off Never did. Oh, he lost me with the cigarette. Really? Really? He lost me with the cigarette. Yeah. I was I like, feel like, man. And I, I was like always Jesse after that. There was like four opportunities where I really like feel like I sh- in order to be a good person, I should have stopped loving him. Mm-hmm. One was, uh, what's her name? Oh, uh, Jane. Jane. And uh, that was bad, Jane. And but then, and then uh, Gail. Gail was when Gail I was, was really in the most too. danger yeah. of falling off. But I'm still on Jesse, so I mean, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, at least Gail. Gail. I mean, maybe it's the wire conditioned me to think this way, but like Gail was in the game, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, I never turn on my maybe that's on why I wasn't thought... in the game. Yeah, <laughs> but the kid, the kid, man. That's what kid was not in the game. The kid was not in the game. Yeah, the kid they, was but you in know the what game. they mentioned that so that it was kid, such a small mention of him being like I knew the amount of you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. such a glossed over line even. Like yeah. and I was kinda like, Don't even put that in there. He fucking did it. Just you know what I mean? I was kind of annoyed that they even put that line in there. Where well, I like, I liked it being in there because Walt is the kind of person who would have to justify that. Right. Like, he he feels the need to say that yeah. because he needs everyone to not true. think he's a bad true. person. Yeah. Like that's very important to him mm-hmm. for for him to do all this stuff and then everybody to go, "Hey, we totally get it and you're a good guy and you saved us and you're mm-hmm. a provider. Yay you." Because he's an insecure child. Mm-hmm. I love him. Team Walt. Team Walt. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. Team Walt. <laughs> Team insecure what. child. Yeah, but he's not a good person. No. Who, who is? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I would like... Fucking not me. I would, like, though. I would, like, other than Walt, all these other things, kid. I'm fatigued by it. His kid's a good it. person. I mean, no, I mean, like, in general, in television, I'm just fatigued yeah. by all of this no, me anti-hero too. worship. Are you watching this season of, of Mad Men? I Yeah, I've seen the no, first I episode. I haven't seen the second so episode yet. I love I the show, it. but I'll tell it. you, the first episode, I was really disappointed The second by. episode's better. Okay. And I think... Watch it, and then let's revisit this discussion. Okay. I think you're going to be... Because 
Yeah, it's 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 going. Are we gonna get? Does it look like it's gonna go to uh, that season I want of uh, fucking Don Draper in Vietnam collecting ears? (laughs) Is that where we're going with? (laughs) I want Pete Campbell collecting ears. Oh God, he would really. Campbell would thrive. I would not. God, he would go full Colonel Kurtz, man. Could you just imagine him just off river? Oh, it'd be so good. Can't wait for the episode where he changes his name to Lieutenant Callie. Just a mile high. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be good. Um, so, are there any shows though with actual like I mean, there's besides comedies, besides or Parks like, and Rec, or like and CBS right. procedurals. Yeah, because I mean, sure those, I mean even uh, the Blacklist. I'm trying to think of someone Sherlock. You can get. I don't know Sherlock. Yeah, Doctor Who. Of. The Doctor's a good guy. Yeah, but he also does horrible things sometimes. He is sort of a monster. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and he, he there's met, shows. It's just not ones that you guys sh- would want to. I mean, even you know Justified. I mean? Yeah. Raylan Givens does a lot of questionable things. Yeah. In fact, the doctor even in an episode Parenthood. says he's not a good person. <laughs> For instance, the show Parenthood. Parenthood. They're good people. <laughs> yeah, but it's like... A, but they're also rich people. Yeah, they're so. any no. like... <laughs> fuck rich so people. That's how you be, know they're good people. Because yeah, exactly. they're rich. Because like Terriers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Terriers was a show with heroes. I mean, yeah, they both had checkered pass. Yeah. And Donal Oak's character had done some like questionable things. Yeah. But he was over it and then he was suddenly... Like on the side of the angels yeah. at all times, and I like that. It, maybe that's why that show didn't succeed. I want to show about a character like um, Jules Winfield post Pulp Fiction. I want to watch a guy trying to be the shepherd. Yeah, like let's that, get Fernando. So so I yeah. know, right? He let's would get love Sosa that. Let's cast Sosa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he would be man. perfect. <laughs> yeah, somebody text him. We got we got to make a show about Sosa. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna make a show about you. Yeah. And, <laughs> Well, we'll try to think about some more of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, should we go? Should we talk to Greg Franklin? Yeah, I mean, we or go watch. Speaking House of, of anti heroes, we have nothing better to do with our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Life, everything's meaningless. Watch House of Cards. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, uh, we didn't solve anything here. Today. No. <laughs> Fucking nothing. no. Yeah, but uh, again, if you're going to quit House of Cards, I would say do it now. Peel that bandaid off right. before you get. Before and we you need get, a hero. And we need a hero, guys. We're holding on. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's talk to Greg Franklin about Ronnie Z-Man Barzell from Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. He's gotta be strong. He's gotta, he's gotta be fresh. Just reading about it. Please read Sorry. some more on the okay. air. Okay. Okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. Shit. Read silently. Uh, Fifteen right. minutes of silent reading, and then we start. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. We'll just play duck, duck, goose while you catch yeah. up. Okay. <laughs> You're not gonna get. <laughs> yes, that's what I mean. around this. Mm-hmm. How's uh, Dodgers traffic? It's pretty bad. Well, uh, it's actually not too bad. I think I avoided it by taking the 101. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you Ways. live up in you live up you live far away. Uh Sherman Oaks, not terribly oh, far. Okay, yeah. You try and like, get on the microphone. Oh yeah, we gotta we gotta get get up in get there. up in it. How's that, how am I get levels? up in them guts? All right. Thanks. And we gotta watch <laughs> tapping on the table too because it makes sounds. <laughs> next next season, 
bigger table. <laughs> <laughs> bigger table. Uh, got notes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Better. Uh, yeah, you're already. You're already. Oh, that's my bread and butter. I give that's I give notes. I give notes. <laughs> I give to, unwelcome notes. Yeah. Unsolicited notes. Absolutely. Mm. I give them to my family. They get <laughs> they get notes from me. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm. Like what kind of notes do you give your family? Oh, you know, like um not very fun ones. <laughs> not, nothing that puts me in a good light that let's we can gloss over that. We can gloss over that oh, one. Oh, can we? Sure. Well, it's your show. How's if you really kid, want how's me to, how's the kid doing? How's the kiddo? She's doing great. Yeah, she's gonna start uh, fucking high school. What? what? Yeah. What? I know. Isn't that Holy crazy? Shit. She's gonna go to Champs High School. <laughs> Was it a sports school? <laughs> Is that a store? Also? <laughs> <laughs> Is it, you're just gonna drop her off at that sports bar in Burbank every morning. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a. It's a California. Uh, it's a fucking oh, acronym. It's an, it's an acronym. Yeah, it's it's a it's a school of the arts, and she's an oh, artsy fartsy cool. kid. Yeah, I wish I almost I there was a school for the arts in my in my town in mm-hmm. uh, in Denver, and I wish I had gone there. I, I was so like amazed. We I took a tour of Champs, and they had uh, they <laughs> it's had a you terrible know. name for an art school. <laughs> Is the S part of the acronym then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Z, okay. actually. <laughs> 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 yeah well you know champs is an acronym also probably your favorite movie chomps is also an chomps. Acronym. oh man <laughs> which i never saw but i always saw the the, the video box mm-hmm. you know i think that's another one that i uh, that i always saw the box for and never rented it <laughs> exactly but no when i went to champs i was amazed because they uh they had a, a, a english teacher well they had this math teacher who would could draw any cartoon character and the kids were enamored, so he would like do a lesson and then And then you say, went in there and you were like, All right. Let me <laughs> no, he was show good. You. This guy had skills and they would say, Draw the Joker and he would draw the Joker, like a perfect Bruce Tim, you oh, know, nice. Joker. So and, cool. and I'm like, All right, that's cool. And then there was an English teacher. I mean, his room was almost pitch black. He had like Christmas lights around his dry erase board. There is this was, a, this it was is a so strange. It was so strange. There was a uh, a kid who was just wearing headphones in <clears throat> class and nobody said anything. And, and somebody said something like, uh, you know, some kid raised their hand and said, you know, how many uh, words do we have to write on our paper? Uh, you know, about Richard the third or, you know, uh, Henry the fifth uh, or whatever. And he says, he's, he, he gets grim and he says, uh, how many words? <laughs> <laughs> I, that that kind of thinking is an anathema to me. I care about <laughs> I care about ideas, your thoughts, and so I was thinking like, all right, cool. I'm going to write a paragraph. <laughs> you know, like if I'm that, if I'm going there, but uh, so now you wish you were going there, right? I, you know, <laughs> I never went to a school like that. I'll tell you. Yeah, did you go to I, public school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think though, I think public school is good for artists because it. It yeah. teaches us what how shitty the real world is going to be <laughs> right away. So we don't have any fucking illusions. Like I feel like it's good for kids mm. to go to schools like that. I do. I, I I think that's that's good. It's important, right? And I think at some point, enough schools like that, enough kids coming out of schools like that, 
will start to transform society and will start to transform the way the world works. Or we could and the transform world might get a little better. to be better. Yeah, that's true. That, that would <laughs> actually that would be that a better would be, option. That would be a better option. <laughs> and I think that that's what will happen is that enough kids going to schools like that coming out of it, they will start to transform the world. Right. And we'll see mm-hmm. that in the education system. But for like a couple generations or so, <laughs> it's going to be a lot of kids coming out in the real world and losing their shit. Just mm-hmm. being yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah. This is mm-hmm. not how it was at my school. <laughs> Why I think that about our school me all up? the time. Yeah. Yeah. I work at a private school. I'm just like, these kids are not going to have any. Oh, they're <laughs> going to have no survival skills. They do. The worst. Kids definitely need something to, to kind of grind against, I think, you know, to help prepare them. And that's why I'm a shitty parent, you know, so she'll be really ready, you know, yeah. to uh, come come through. Well, it's good then. You yeah. got to be that way. Because, see, my parents were like, yeah. my parents were like, for the most part, they were the really nice, supportive. They were too mm-hmm. loving, loving like, we guy, like we talked about <laughs> we with Wendy. Just talked about. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it's they were like that. But then, because the world itself was shitty enough, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like I had the world to grind against. Right, uh, that's cool. And you were in Santa Fe, right? A lot of weed right? at that school. You know, there. Were, <laughs> I'm I'm not a parent that's that worried about it. You know, <laughs> I'm. Uh, I mean, I'm 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 worried, you know, that my kid will get into drugs, and that's why I keep my bathroom locked. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, to, <laughs> I didn't go to school in Santa Fe. Santa Fe is where all the hippies are. I mean, there's mm-hmm. like there's shitty public schools in Santa Fe, by the way. The public schools there are fucking oh, awful. Oh man, yeah. But they've got some really cool like artsy private schools. But I I went to school in Iowa. That's oh, where I went to right. um, grade school and, and the beginning of middle school and then the beginning of high school. I was in Iowa, so yeah, it was. I was, the weird, the I was the only weird kid. As as a California growing up in a, in California, we, we had to take the Iowa test. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, the Iowa, Iowa test. test yeah. So we were we were basically compared to you guys. Yeah, we well, the, yeah. People talk shit about Iowa, but Iowa really for a while. It's not so much anymore. They're definitely on the decline now. Mm-hmm. But Iowa for a long time had like the best education system in the country, like in a lot of ways. Like, yeah, I, well, California is like forty eighth or yeah. something in the. I remember in the when I when I moved to Denver talking to kids. Like, there were books that were reading in junior year of high school that I read as a freshman. So there were there were a couple that I read in mm-hmm. sixth grade, like, and it's sex ed too. It's the same thing. I went to Denver, and they're like, "Yeah, we had like one day or whatever freshman year," and I was like, "Wow, we had a whole class on it <laughs> mm. in fifth grade, like a whole." Thing. You were yeah yeah. So um, so no wonder that everybody sucks compared to Iowa. Yeah, Iowa's <laughs> the best. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all go there. Yeah. Let's not. There's no reason to. <laughs> Iowa City is pretty dope. I'm sorry. No, no problem. You I up- learned a lot about Iowa from uh, Gene Steichen. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll tell you about Iowa. Mm-hmm. He will. Mostly lies. Uh, <laughs> guys, uh, welcome back to People We Know. Station identification. Uh, In case you were wondering what you're listening to. to. Yeah. <laughs> our guest today is, a, is an animator, a director, a writer, a, a comic... Uh, producer, would you, you produced things? I would say I kind of have to at work. Yeah, yeah. Greg Franklin, guys. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me. Yay. Thanks for being here. Uh, what do you? So you you directed the Drawn Together movie, right? Um, I I uh, that's like the my... only thing I know about you. <laughs> <laughs> Your name's Greg, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, about ten years ago, my buddies and I started our own animation studio, and we're still. Still going, and we we've done 
a lot of stuff. We did a couple Super Bowl ads. I know you're a big sports, you know, freak. Mm-hmm. So we did the the yeah. su- Super Bowl ad where with Snoopy and shit with and- Snoopy and all the cartoon characters for no reason, convening a cult like you know up on a hill, and it says <laughs> MetLife, everyone. <laughs> so that was that was a highlight, and uh, just like uh, we were talking before, um, recently wrapped on Cosmos. Yeah, you just which did is, the- uh, uh, easily like such a great show the most karmic reward i've ever gotten at work make make up for all the the shitty project i've worked on over the years yeah, i'm sure you've worked on a lot of oh sure but but cosmos <laughs> is a good one i'm not saying that is in like your sh- i'm just mean that like but, you know you get into any kind of artistic endeavor endeavor in a capitalist yeah. economy you have to produce shit for assholes like yeah and that's then <laughs> that shit has has allowed us to produce our own better shit yeah it's like Warren Hopefully. Beatty. Did yeah. Dick Tracy so that he could do Bullworth, you know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Bullworth. I fucking this love is Bullworth. A movie, this is a movie lover's uh, uh, podcast when you're bringing up Bullworth. Yeah. I, I love that movie. <laughs> Did you ever so see, uh, have you ever seen Mickey One? Yeah, the, oh, where he's a stand-up comic on the run from the mob? Yeah. yeah. I love that movie. That's uh, Arthur Penn. Arthur Penn who did uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he also did that great um, Penn and Teller Get Killed movie, which I don't know if you saw that one, like a late 80s No. Comedy. I try to avoid things that involving Penn and Teller. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame <laughs> I you. I don't really. I, you know, I, I got friends that are friends with Penn Jillette, but he's a little, that his whole libertarian thing is a little much for me. Yeah, yeah. It's He's a little prickly. Yeah, <laughs> you could li- leave the ly off that. If you want. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a great entertainer, etc. But sure, <laughs> <laughs> got to be politically correct. Yeah. yeah, well, I just you know, like, I know people that know might be listening. Is people he's never going to listen to this? I don't know. We're talking hey, about Z Man. Oh yeah, that's your character. But tell that's us, right. okay? So, uh. We're we're here. The character that I picked for for this podcast <laughs> so is weird. Ronnie Z-Man Barzell <laughs> from Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. <sighs> One oh, of the great man. characters, I think, and I think I'm the only person in this room who actually has seen the movie in its mm-hmm. entirety. Yeah, I, okay. I saw the movie 20 years ago mm-hmm. uh, with my mom of all people. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I fell asleep during it because uh, mm-hmm. I definitely like I've read about the ending and I definitely don't remember seeing because that's the kind of shit that would have stuck with me. Oh yeah. Where like 20 years later, someone asked me about Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, I've been like, oh yeah, it kind of blows. Except it ends with this amazing bloodbath. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so and I st- yeah we you heard my excuses mm-hmm. I started to watch it this morning I got mm-hmm. forty minutes in and then it just didn't have time and you got bored <laughs> no and, I didn't yeah. get bored I actually it was it was you know it's really interesting watching it now because some of it kind of came back to me from mm-hmm. before from twenty years ago and it's uh, um it's kind of interesting like the there there'll be things in it that I love you know like where I'm like oh this is great and then there will be long stretches where I'm like mm-hmm. this is like. <laughs> Reefer Madness. This is like uh-huh. somebody who's not hip trying to talk down to teenagers. Well, <laughs> that is one of the things that I absolutely love the most about that movie. So I'm glad that you observed that. Um, you know, Russ Meyer is definitely not, uh, doesn't, you know, he's not into drugs or, uh-huh. or, or uh, you know, rock and roll and all those things. But he was doing all this shit at that time, all those movies yeah. at that time as like, ex- as exploitation. But for right. him it was like pure exploitation because he wasn't even into this stuff. He's right. just trying to be a fucking asshole about it or something. I don't know. I, I mean, to me, it's a, it's a satire. The movie is ultimately a satire mm-hmm. of... Valley, Valley of the, of the Dolls. Dolls and a lot of other things that are like that, the kind of more soap opera aspects of it. Yeah. 
And it's the funny thing about all, I think all exploitation movies is that they definitely revel in the salacious, the sensational, mm-hmm. but they feel the need to tack that morality yeah, at they, the end of it, mm-hmm. it to justify the fact that you've been watching all this lurid shit. Yeah. And, uh, but to me, the lurid shit is the cool stuff. <laughs> it is. I, something about me just cracks up. Like one, uh, another one of my favorite things is the Wally George show. Like, Nothing uh, is as trippy as that. You're just going to keep mentioning shit I've never heard of. I love it. I love that I, he's mentioning shit you've never like heard of. It's like the first time. Now I'm, I'm in your shoes. Be- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wally Welcome. George was uh, basically the first sensational talk show that, uh, like, he and he influenced Morton Downey Jr. Okay. and Jerry Springer and all those guys, and he was a super right-winger. <laughs> Fernwood Tonight. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was he was a right winger, but the entire audience was just fucking teenagers that like Wait kids skip school. This is in Orange think, County. Okay, I think I've heard of this. Oh yeah, yeah. this oh, was yeah. in uh, this was in the eighties. Yes, yes. Okay, I've seen. He <laughs> had uh, was it Gigi Allen? He had on an episode, uh, or maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. But I know I think I, you're. Yeah, he he would have people like that on there. I like don't the think Misfits I saw this. Maybe or something. You're thinking of Guar, I think, and that was Jerry Springer. But no. he okay. Gigi Allen was on a talk show. I think uh, yeah, but it wasn't. I Wally haven't George. seen. I'm not familiar with that one, but it totally could have been Wally George. I know. Okay, you know. Now that you, met, I have a friend who I think showed me some clips from the show. The best. Uh, it's the best. I mean, it's so over the top. It's like pro wrestling as a yeah, and as he's a always poli- just as like politics. he's always just like this scumbag sitting over here. <laughs> what do you think of that? Has, you know? a, has this, this to say about America, our great country? <laughs> yeah. This scumbag sitting right next to me yeah. believes in this horrible he's thing. He's like this nut job thinks yeah, okay, I, yeah. that the Vietnam War wasn't worth fighting. Now what do you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So I really have a soft spot for that kind of um you, do you remember the Weekly World News? Mm-hmm. There was a column there by this guy Edward Anger, and it was just like Wally. <laughs> Any relation George. to Kenneth Anger? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, he was just some some guy writing this right wing bullshit, you know. And it was really beyond the pale offensive stuff. Like, what would what would you say if your kid was in line at the water fountain behind some gay with AIDS? <laughs> like like i assume he has a sandwich board that says he's gay with aids yeah it was it was but i'd say son this man is dying let him take all the water he wants show some patience he's probably really thirsty right (laughs) taking a lot of meds (laughs) yeah so but of course that's all a put on and yeah one of the secrets that you should know when you watch beyond the valley of the dolls is is that it is a complete satire it's a total comedy but Meyer di- directed his actors as if it was dead fucking serious. Yeah, but de- and definitely Ebert though knew it was oh. a joke. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Because but if you don't, if you're not familiar with the film, I think the most famous thing about it is that mm-hmm. it was written by Roger Ebert. It's the one and only thing he's ever written. The Pulitzer Prize winning uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, film and it's critic. Why I didn't take him seriously as a critic for a long time is because of that movie. I saw uh-huh. again. I watched it when I was a kid, and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't need to listen to him anymore. Because he doesn't know what he's talking about. What does he this is the say kind about it? What is his take on it? Oh, he, he, he loves uh, Russ Meyer. And he actually did write two extra movies uh, and, under a pseudonym. Oh, okay. Because his bosses at the Sun-Times told him, like, 
you've got to, you know, you can you can be a full time critic or you can write screenplays. Like make made the choice. And uh, okay, he, so he decided that. So it when was, I said one and only thing, I was wrong. <laughs> well, you wouldn't necessarily know because yeah. he used a pseudonym for Beneath the Valley of the Ultra Vixens. Yeah, and um, a couple others. He wrote the the Sex Pistols movie that Meyer was yeah. supposed to direct oh, that never shit. got made. Uh, called Who Killed Bandy. Yeah. And that whole thing is online. If you if, like, it's on Ebert.com. I just remember the clips from it. <laughs> it never the, got made. The, weren't there parts from it? No. no Am I thinking of a it, different movie? The Sex Pistols were in. It the got completely in the, in derailed. The filth and the Fury. There's all these like. Mm-hmm. What did you just do? I just. <laughs> oh man, sorry. No, D- Greg undercut John, <laughs> and I noticed, and nobody That's else right. did. <laughs> yeah. And you should have seen his writing. face. He was just like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit sorry i didn't look over there <laughs> so it never got made it unfortunately never got made the the sex pistols were just too crazy for <laughs> ebert and meyer to uh, deal with but there is a hilarious screenplay that you can read okay online and and we can just you know be sad that, that movie never got made <laughs> but, i'm sad uh, about a lot of things not getting made uh, yeah that's probably true uh, d- <laughs> that's probably true. <laughs> uh, I'm sad that my child never got married. <laughs> she could be friends with your kids. We'd enroll her in that weird school. Yeah, they could be friends. Now that's sad. <laughs> that's really s- okay, bad dad. Uh, I... So Roger Ebert wrote oh, these right. other two things, and he wasn't on the joke. Russ Meyer was not. Mm-hmm. Um, now I read Russ Meyer was definitely in on it, but he just thought that the comedy wasn't going to play if they were tr- if the actors were trying oh, to be so funny. The actors okay. weren't in on it. The actors were not in okay. on this. Well, that's good then because I yeah. think it's that's true. Like you yeah. have to, it has to come from a place of sincerity, or else mm-hmm. it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and Z Man, uh, played by John Lazar. Uh, in the movie, he's great in the movie. By the way, he's oh my a, god, he's definitely the best character in that movie. He's he's awesome. Well, well I, I love Lance Rock too. That's an, he's another great great. I character. thought that was Eric Stoltz at first. I was like, <laughs> he's way too too old to have been Eric Stoltz. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the actor John Lazar, he approaches this very trashy, over the top material with like almost like Sir John Gielgud or 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 Lawrence Olivier, who is like. His yeah. mentor, or as now, uh, like Ian McKellen, or like <laughs> he's sure. very, yeah, he's very, he's, uh, or what's his name from Bride of Frankenstein, Ernest Thesiger, who mm-hmm. plays Pretorius in that, who I always thought was kind of like he's, I mean, he's a villain in that movie though, but the, in this, Z Man is sort of like the prototype for the gay best friend. <laughs> in like every teen movie now like you watch that and he's like kind of perks of being a wallflower and okay i never um, saw that other movies where there are gay best friends right. <laughs> like what mean girls mean girls uh yeah he's very much like because he's very much like dismissive towards everything he's like kind of cool and right. over it okay uh i mean until he you know goes crazy <laughs> and murders people he yeah he's definitely the villain i mean without a doubt he's the the big villain of the piece but Which is weird to me because he's I think- also the point of entry to the world too because you know he's go- he has that massive party mm-hmm. in the beginning and he t- takes the main character and he makes them play on stage he he like introduces everybody and yeah. that's a fantastic scene where he walks through and just points out the people that are important to the story which is a great <laughs> great <laughs> way to introduce everybody and the lines are so great like the 
the the the the porn star Ashley St. Ides and he's like look how she gives her body to the ritual. It's like so <laughs> Dude, fucking he's, funny. he's got some amazing lines. Um, incredible lines. Just oh I love it when they, when uh, Harris comes in mm-hmm. and is like what's going on here and he's like oh just a makeout session between Count Dracula and Mary Wollstonecraft Shelley. <laughs> you're like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has some great lines. Um uh probably the most famous lines are um this is my happening, and it freaks me out. Yeah, this is my happening, and it freaks <laughs> which, me out. Which got sadly Austin ruined Powers. by... Yeah, they just stole that line yeah. for Austin Powers. What about drink the black sperm of my vengeance? Ere this night has <laughs> oh waned, God. I swear you will drink the black sperm of my vengeance! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking awesome. Those, those lines just can't exist outside of that movie, because, I mean, Meyer loved that line so much, he used it in subsequent movies. To greatly diminishing returns, uh, but that moment is absolutely incredible. Um, that is really the, the when he kind of breaks and goes full Superwoman. Which, if you guys haven't he says seen, I'm, yeah, if you guys haven't seen it, okay, spoilers, guys. But um, he's got tits. He he's revealed to be a woman in in the last I don't know ten minutes of the movie before he goes on his murderous killing spree. And it and you know he's got rubber tits, and it's so fucking crazy. He chops the head off of Lance Rock. He shoots Casey and um, and the other character played by Erica Gavin. I can't remember her name right now. Who, while she's asleep, he sticks the gun in her mouth, and she yeah, sort of which is how the movie opens with which, that, yeah. the shot of the gun in the mouth, which is what the director credit goes over. <laughs> Like, probably my favorite director yeah. credit right. ever. It's, it rivals the Michael Bay director credit mm-hmm. over a shot of a burning cross in Bad Boys 2. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, this gun going into a woman's mouth and then produced and directed by Russ Meyer. And like, in, okay. the, in, in the extended uh, version of that that happens later, she sort of unconsciously sucks on the gun for a few minutes before the trigger is pulled. I guess revealing what? That she's not really a lesbian. I don't know. It's very fucked up. It's a very fucked up movie. It's, it is yeah, not it, politically correct in no. any in any in any uh, in any way. When you're saying okay, so originally it was intended though as a sequel, right? I read that originally yes. the intention was for it to be a sequel to Valley of the Dolls, and the mm-hmm. screenwriter, the author of Valley of the Dolls, refused to write it. That's correct. So Roger Ebert did and it. She sued uh, successfully. She sued 20th Century Fox for a million and a half dollars. Wow. Back in 1970. Okay. Um, and so they approached her to write it, the sequel to it, and then she... Yeah, yeah she was okay. like, no. And they were like, no, we're going to do it anyway. We're going to do okay. it anyway. I mean, it's a weird... It was a weird thing to even call it Beyond the Valley right. of the Dolls, because yeah. it, it has just the barest... Well, there's even that disclaimer at the beginning where they're like, this is not a sequel. Right. It's but Beyond. Like, it, it's <laughs> Beyond. It's like, yeah. it's, it's Valley of the Dolls 2.0. It's mm-hmm. like... Um, it's sort of like in the way that... Bride of Frankenstein is a sequel to Frankenstein, or Gremlins 2 is a sequel to Gremlins. It's like, it's sort of a sequel spiritually. And right. in those movies, it's more of a sequel because it has the same character as a continuation. Mm-hmm. But the tone of it is more of a satire. 
Right. It's just a satire. It's like they're taking right. all these things and they're blowing them completely out sure. of proportion. Exactly, and it's hard to stay, pol- especially when you're when you're when the original source material is dealing with like you know these kind of like well at the time I guess were hot button topics or the sure. idea of like yeah. of innocence being lost, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Like drugs are dangerous, reefer madness kind of right, shit. Right. When you blow it up to these like cartoonish proportions. It's hard to stay politically correct when you're dealing with that kind of oh, absolutely subject matter. And and there's I think what what one of the things that it does really successfully is connect the dots between the exploitation movies and Hollywood movies, which are really just as exploitive. Oh and, yeah, and yeah, you know which is, that's what I always liked about. Uh, never mind. No, I mean it's George Kushar. George Kushar. He it's mm-hmm. it would be the whole thing if I had to get into it right Douglas now. Douglas so. Sirk. You know, like yeah. who who use that system to do very satirical things, and yet it's also has this moralizing that justifies all this lurid, sensationalistic shit that we've been watching. Do you think it's successful mm. in justifying it, or that continues the it, satire? It never. I mean, I mean, in, in Beyond the Valley, yeah. or, or in, in any every, film. anything. Anything. I don't know. That's it's, like an exploitation. <laughs> film. I mean, I mean, what do you think of that tactic? I guess because that's. I don't know. Like I, I liked Spring Breakers. Yeah, mm. I like that because I, I felt Spring Breakers is very close to this movie yeah, as far right. as like it's about these. I mean, the difference is that's interesting. They're not in, in both movies. The the core group of women that you start with, they're not really that innocent. No, they're not like because I mean the first shot. Uh, well, not the first shot, but the first scene where anyone's speaking in Beyond the Valley of the Dolls is Kelly and Harris fucking in the van, right? And smoking grass and the other two getting high they're yeah. all doing stuff that gets going punished to, going to get acid from the principal yeah. <laughs> in the fucking school they played the prom at like yeah that's totally true that's totally true so it's they're really not that funny. innocent when they start out no it's all punishable behavior you know like like all of the 80s like slasher, slasher movies, movies yeah. yeah exactly like the one person who doesn't get killed is the one who is the virginal you know mm-hmm. one that doesn't fuck her boyfriend or smoke grass or show her tits or whatever. Yeah, but there are no virginal characters in this movie. The closest you it's can Harris. get... Yeah, Harris, um, who definitely goes through the ringer. I think the the one of the weird things is Porter that... Hall. The, <laughs> it's the it's the lesbians. It's it's yeah. Casey and, oh, yeah, and yeah, Eric yeah. and Gavin character who yeah because she even like takes Casey in and is like mm-hmm. hey you're pregnant you she should the you should have an abortion I'm looking out for you here yeah and and I don't know if like one thing you got to see is like the end of the movie <laughs> has this crazy moralistic narration that comes out of total nowhere <laughs> where he's saying like. Each of you must decide what your lives will be, and never forget that the, yeah, all that of us I are could, brothers. That, I, you know what? I remember that from twenty yeah. years ago. So and I must have woken up for that part, or must have seen it separately, because I definitely remember that each of you must choose, or whatever. Yes, decide what your life yeah. will be, because it goes through and kind of summarizes every character. And when it talks about Casey, it says their relationship was not evil, but evil did come because of it. And when <laughs> when when you watch that. <laughs> When you watch it, I, I, I saw the, a screening of uh, Beyond the Valley in San Francisco 20 years ago, and that's the one where the whole audience just goes, I just hate that shit. Even though they love this movie, and it's like so great. I mean, it is really such a great movie, but... But, but it ends with like a return to the status quo, where like everybody's getting married and Paul oh sort of their back there, like eh, shaking ugh. his fist. Their best friends die, and then then the character, you know, Harris, who's been paralyzed, gets the feeling back in his legs, and everything's okay. You know, that's just <laughs> totally satirical and ridiculous. Yeah. Well, the whole thing's a cartoon. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it makes so much sense that also too the the reading of it, of how successful it is as an exploitation film versus like if if you're satirizing an, the exploitative qualities in other films mm-hmm. um in the slasher movies and this is why I always took exception to what Siskel and Ebert used to say mm-hmm. about the slasher movies dead teenager movies they used to call it yeah um yeah dead teenager movies <laughs> stock and kill was mm-hmm. another um now Ebert championed Holly, Halloween. Mm-hmm. He was like one of the first people to really like give that movie a shot as a critic. It's a great movie. Uh, it is. But like to me even like the the I mean yeah there's some crummy ones. There are some really bad ones. Oh yeah. But even a lot of the like the lower tier ones like Final Exam or Friday the 13th <laughs> some people would consider uh-huh. um definitely the sequel. To me if you are siding if you're seeing this as a movie that has these sort of Reagan values uh-huh. of like well we need to kill like the the it's the punishment behavior, like these kids are smoking weed, they're drinking, right. they're having premarital sex, and they need to die for that. Yeah. Like if you're saying that and you think that that's the movie's values, I question your morality <laughs> because to me, I side with the kids, man. Like for right. the most part, mm-hmm. I mean, right. it's fun to watch gore and blood splatter everywhere, but mm-hmm. but I watch watching a lot of those movies, I side with the kids, and I'm like, here's kids just being kids, and the. It, there's a reason the bad guy is killing them. Like we don't root for him. We're no. not rooting for the killer. I mean, mm-hmm. some people are, I guess, in the right. later movies. But like, that's to me. These are the consequences of having that punishment mentality. Is this force is killing them? Mm-hmm. And I and right. it, to me, it's about how you approach the work. Like if you if you if you watch Halloween or whatever, and you see mm-hmm. these kids getting killed, and you're like, oh, they're getting killed because they did this and this and this, mm-hmm. and that's. You give two choices there. You can say, "Well, that's wrong that they're getting killed for that," or you can say, "Well, they're getting killed for that. <laughs> they they had should it coming. we should they had it coming. We shouldn't do that <laughs> stuff." Asking uh-huh. for it, yeah. And to me, that's where that's what you base the success of something on. Like, because in a it lot of ways, those horror up. movies were sort of like they were satirizing the older horror films in a way. Well, not all of them, I guess, but. I don't know where I lost. I completely <laughs> lost my train of thought here. Well, it is kind of fucked up if you to 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 think that way because then you are rooting for Jason or Ronald Reagan. You know that that yeah, you're on ex- their yeah, side. Yeah, exactly. You know the true this, villain. And uh, in this case, if you're rooting for, I guess Porter Hall is the only <laughs> is the only square institution in the movie. Yeah, he is, and and he is. A, I mean, other than Russ Meyer himself. Yeah. Who's pretty square, but, you know, made movies with big boobies. <laughs> they really are. Like, every woman in that movie yeah. is really well endowed. All of his movies. Yeah, that's true. Faster Pussycat. Isn't that the thing about him? That's what yeah, that's to. his thing. Yeah. That's his gimmick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, did so, you, have you seen Faster Pussycat? Again, 20 years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's another great one. Varla, yeah. Varla could have been... I need to rewatch. I need to just have a big Russ Meyer thing. So you say the DV- the the DVD's out of print? Yeah, I, I looked online. The DVD for Beyond the Valley of the Dolls is going for sixty bucks, which means it's got to be out of print. So how come you chose that character though? Of all the characters you could have chosen for any, you know, for anything, yeah. I just think he's a great a great character. He's well, you his told dialogue. me he was your favorite character in anything. He ever. is. He makes me laugh. Okay. He makes me laugh more than probably any character <clears throat> in any movie. Yeah, and it has a lot to do with John Lazar's performance. <laughs> How committed he is to elevating this absurd material to to uh, you know uh, Lawrence Olivier like level acting. Do you think acting. that's partly because they didn't like you said they weren't they were directed as it seriously you know rather than oh yeah 
Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and you know, you don't even think he was in on it. I think he probably. I think he had. had to have he been. was too intelligent not to know. Yeah, and I, I would say that about Lance Rock too. I think he must have known. It's oh, just, really? it's just that, that they do it. They do it correctly. You know, they they do the the material seriously mm-hmm. with utter seriousness. So, I don't know. I you, think I thought it was sort of like a cartoon thing because the character is such a cartoon, mm-hmm. and you well, work not, you work in cartoons. That's true. I mean, I love cartoonish movies. Um, my my favorite directors are probably Russ Meyer, uh, Frank Tashlin, and Fellini. Which, oh wow! Yeah. What do they have in common? Big tits. That's pretty much. <laughs> you just like big tits. Yeah, maybe you just like. Tits. He's your That's favorite it. character maybe because he's got tits. tits. That's but really Frank, it. Frank Tashlin, you know, he did a lot of work with Jane Mansfield, obviously, mm-hmm. and Jerry Lewis, and did those great um, '60s comedies like Will Success Spoil Rock Hunter and The Girl mm-hmm. Can't Help It, and movies like that. And he he was he was a Warner Brothers cartoonist. He was one of the great uh, directors. Oh, back yeah. with Chuck Jones and Bob Clampett and those guys and quit to do live action. And then Fellini, of course, I mean, you've probably seen all of his stuff. Yeah, well, not all of it, but yeah, eight and a half for sure. Mm-hmm. La Dolce Vita and mm-hmm. those things. And, you know, there's a cartoonish imagery to yeah. all that oh, stuff. Yeah. Well, Fellini for sure. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. There's, it's there's just, a lack of reality going on. It's just visually stunning. And, and I res- so I definitely respond to that. Mm-hmm. Isn't well, it? and yeah, and the Z-Man character, he's sort of this, you know, he's like an overlord, mm-hmm. sort of like pulling the strings on yes. all of this like crazy freak out scene stuff going on. Based, and, I guess, on Phil Spector back then. Oh, yeah. You know, this oh, like kind God, of Machiavellian, sense. <laughs> Machiavellian music producer guy who... who <clears throat> who builds people up and yeah. tears them down. And he just sort of seems like he's doing it all for his own amusement. Yes. <laughs> uh, because he doesn't, because he like, well, the first thing he says to Kelly when he meets her is like, you're just as ugly as your aunt Susan. And uh-huh. it's sort of like, what? Uh, Rich then, aunt Susan. And then he hates bitch aunt Susan. Bitch aunt Susan. <laughs> what did she talk say? about that? You're a, you're a, what a, God damn it. You, you're a moon child. Well, you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> See you in the party. The dial, it's a bad Dude, the dialogue ever. is great. Up yeah. yours, Ratso. It's a great line. <laughs> totally. Uh, I'm the ballsiest cat you ever yes. met. Emerson yes. Thorne, I think, says that. <laughs> That's a great name. You're Emerson a groovy boy. I'd love to strap you on I'd sometime. love to strap you on sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Or she says, uh, he says uh, something about... Um, she's like licking his ear. Uh, Ashley St. Ides, the porn star, is licking Harris's ear and says... Uh, something about well, I, I guess you're an ear freak, and she says, "Name some more." <laughs> and, and he says, says "Toes." <laughs> and he's got these sandals on. He goes, "Like I love it. I need it. I have to have it." And she says, "People who wear sandals must not get very many volunteers." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he's like trying to put her off because yeah. he's like, "Oh, I'm well, a girlfriend, yeah. and you're a gross porn star." <laughs> you mean her controversial box office controversial blockbuster. box office blockbuster. <laughs> Oh man! And one thing I definitely want to mention too is that beginning scene. There, are, there are things in Beyond the Valley, cinematically that have never been done, like that are complete one of a kind things. There's what? two things. Okay. So there's the scene where <laughs> settle down. Listen, listen, <laughs> dude. Check it out. There's a scene. There's a scene once. Once uh, Z-Man has has uh, signed the Carry Nations. There's a, a montage sequence of them recording. Which their also, song. how is that a better name than the Kelly Affair? 
<laughs> it's the same thing. I'm sorry. Go on. Yeah, yeah. It's just he's just asserting his authority. Yeah. You know, he's just changing them and just you know putting Harris in the dirt. So Harris was the manager of the Kelly affair. Z-Man took him over, changed their name to the Carry Nations. Fucking awesome name. I'm, I disagree. Cool that name. is a fucking great name. It is a much name. better name, actually. <laughs> yeah, when you think about it. Um, what, is, what does Z-Man say? He's like, you might as well call him the haircuts. Yeah, he says, the, the <laughs> Kelly affair, that's so 50s. Yes. You might as well call him the haircuts. <laughs> and I'm just sort of like, actually, Kelly affair sounds like a band that would be around now. Oh, totally. So does yeah. the haircuts, right. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Maybe the haircuts with two E's. <laughs> <laughs> and hair spelled H-A-R-E. Uh, yes. And then cuts a separate a word but there's yeah. this there's this great montage that starts with the carry nations on the drum head and it pans out and it shows this um kind of abstract space where the tape is rolling the band is performing and superimposed over this is a representation of the conflict between harris and z-man harris is superimposed as an enthusiastic manager clapping totally clueless and Z-Man comes up on the other side of the screen, sort of into the band, but also eyeing Harris. And they kind of eye each other in this odd, non-mental mental abstract space. And what other movie has done anything like that? I can't think of a single one. I mean, I'm sure it's been done. I mean, I can't think of one right now. Prove it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure John. Visual, yeah. Get on it. Visual things like that have been done what a lot. What do you lot. Google for that? Yeah. I mean, maybe. Abstract mental maybe. space scenes. But that is interesting. <laughs> that, no, that is. It's, it's, it's very cool There's a lot of interesting choices made with the technique of the film. Like uh, The cutting is I like love, so manic. I do love, you know, the scene at, towards the beginning where they're talking about going to L.A., Oh my god, that was and, the other one I was going to bring up. And there's that big montage of like all the different still shots of parts of LA and things yes. in LA, and they're arguing about like in and it's rhyming like a word, couplets. It's like a rhyming couplets, like a word association <laughs> argument, but with these images also <laughs> juxtaposing, oh, yeah. juxtaposing, and yeah. juxtaposing, yeah, yeah. juxtaposing, and sometimes actually di- directly referencing the things they're saying. Yeah, like it's really interesting. Anti and pro LA that images yeah. that are going next to each other. It is actually that's a great. I love that little montage. It's really cool. Yeah, and the the, the movie is full of those quick cuts. There's probably more shots. In Beyond the Valley than most movies mm-hmm. because it's it's he doesn't do a lot of moving camera Russ Meyer no, no. Um, it's mostly a, he gets the movement from the cutting you know like f- photographing stuff from a variety of angles and just unrelenting pace just absolutely unrelenting pace that's just boom 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 mm-hmm. boom I think that's pretty original I've never seen any movie cut that way well Psycho had a lot of, well just the shower scene really mm-hmm but there was that's a, all bass. It's pretty let's give, frenetic. Yeah. Give, give credit to the cartoonist. Saul bass, yeah, you know, he dude, that guy. Do you ever see that movie he made? Oh, the one the, he directed. The, um, the uh, uh, wait, it's uh, it's about uh, like killer worms or something. Phase, not phase four ants. Phase four ants. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Phase four. That I love that movie too. I've never seen it. I really want to see it. Oh, I have a copy of it. Oh, sweet. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll lend it to you. It's a it's like a bootleg. It's not out. It, that one is dying for a criterion yeah, it release. It played at um, it played at something. Mm-hmm. It might have been TCM. Fest. I think it did play. At I think something. it played at TCM Fest. Uh, not this year, but the year before. And you didn't you didn't get a chance to see it. No. Did you go this year to TCM Fest? Yeah, yeah, I worked it this year. It was, uh-huh. fun. was it a lot shorter this year? Mm, no, 
No? Okay. It was the same length as always. What'd they show? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, Johnny Guitar. Oh, love it. Uh, Sorcerer. Wow. Which I love. I love mm-hmm. that movie. Uh, wait, hold on. Let's go back. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. I didn't mean to we can talk about it. it. We can talk about it. It was a lot of cool shit, though. It was a really great time. Mm-hmm. I saw some movies I'd never seen before, never even heard of, that I was blown away by. I'd never seen Alice Doesn't Live Here anymore. Oh, really? And I saw that there, and it was fucking awesome. It's a, it's a pretty great movie. It's yeah. a little bit over the top. Yeah, at times, but a little histrionic. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, it it it. If, we, if not for that movie, we wouldn't have Alice, the TV show with. Uh, you know, that's true. We probably K-back. we arguably wouldn't have uh, Harvey Keitel either. Yeah. That's not true. <laughs> wouldn't have him. No, he was in Mean Streets yeah. right before that. Um. So okay, let's go back. Sure. Is there something? What? How old were you when you saw? Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. I was... Because it came out in 70. It came out in 70. I didn't Which see it until born, like 94. Right? And I was born in 72, but I saw oh, it in okay. like 94. And I was in college. And it was just... you know We had uh, Tower Records you mm-hmm. know, just down the just down the street. And would always rent movies from there. And we just 94? Went, yeah. That's when I saw it. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> 20 years ago. Why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you remember that? What is it? I don't... Okay. Anyway, go on. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> I don't know. Why Why do you remember it? No, you both remember it. Well, I mean, I've seen this movie pretty much yeah. annually okay. since. You know, I probably watch it once a year. Like, uh, <laughs> I, there's a handful of movies that I do yeah. that with, like, Out of the Past or, you know, movies like that. They're just, re- I think, are really great. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's so, when I saw it. And it was a college. shitty pan and scan version. So I didn't even know about that incredible, yeah. you know, uh, thing that's never been in any other movie before or since um was cut off <laughs> yeah. on that on that version it was just a whole new discovering that on the big screen was like a whole new level people would describe it to me and i'm like no way that just sounds amazing um and then yeah like they would show it every once in a while like at the castro theater mm-hmm. in uh, in san francisco and you know, my friends and I just watched it repeatedly over and over again, showing <laughs> just everybody. Became we, your thing. Just became our thing, and we were saying, "Like, is this the best movie ever made?" What is it? That was in college. <laughs> yeah. What is it about college that, like, we're? I don't know if you, if you did this, Leah, but like, there were certain movies that my friends and I would like, we would get hip to, we'd start watching them, mm-hmm. and then it would just be that yeah, movie yeah. over and over again for a while, and be like, yeah, this is probably the best movie ever. <laughs> we did that with Over the Edge. Over the Edge. Which, uh, I don't know that Matt, one. It was Matt Dillon's first movie. Okay. It's a great, it's great. Uh-huh. Uh, it's about kids that take over their school. Okay. Um, Legend of Billy Jean, I think we did that with, but I'd already seen, I introduced them to that movie because I'd already seen it. As a kid, I never saw that either. I saw <clears throat> Billy Jack. Is it similar? No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> Legend of Billy Jean is Helen Slater and Christian Slater and Peter Coyote and uh, Yearly oh, Smith. Oh, 80s movie? Yearly Smith is in it. Mm. Yeah, it's 80s. Lisa Simpson. Pat ben- a big Pat Benatar soundtrack. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like very 80s. Did you ever do that, Leah, with movies? Well, like, no, was... but I mean, I'm me, so there's, you know. <laughs> I, I'm just kind of oblivious to things like Leah that. Leah hates movies. No, I like them. <laughs> I just, I, I feel like I, mi- I did know people that were like that, though. My um, ex-fiance, he was he was definitely like that. He would get stuck on a thing and everybody had to watch it right. You yeah. know what I mean? And what he was movie like, did he... I'm trying to think. Like, he would just get... God, I mean, I... <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't even think of an example right now. Give me a minute and I'll think about it. But okay. like I'm so oblivious that I, I can't even remember the titles of things. You know what I mean? Like I'm just out of it. But he, I remember he would like have people over our house. And, like, and but they would, they would all see. get as excited yeah, about it as he was. Super excited, yeah, definitely. That mm-hmm. I, I'm familiar with that. It's just that me and my friend. I mean, we just drank all the time. <laughs> that wasn't really our thing. We were just like out there to make parties fun. You know, right. yeah. that was our yeah. job. So there was nothing, <laughs> nothing you watched over and over again. Yeah, but uh, not in college. I don't mm. think. Um, I think as a uh, kid more. more as a kid. Sure. Uh, I watched La Bamba over. <laughs> oh man! And, oh, I, I can't explain that. La Bamba was a big deal as a kid. I watched La Bamba over and over again. Major League. I could uh, recite yeah. every line of that movie to you if you wanted me to. <laughs> Tommy Boy. I think I watched that thirty-five thousand sure times. Yeah. Um, things like that, I guess. But no, nothing in college that I was like this one. Yeah, okay. and I think it was specifically the college thing too. Was when you would discover a, a movie from a while ago. Like it was never something that was recent. No, it was yeah. always something from like the seventies or the eighties. Sure. Um, yeah, we another one we watched a lot back then was this Eric Roberts movie called Love Is a Gun. <laughs> which is oh, why does that sound so familiar? Oh my god, it's so good! It it's, crazy uh, it's like a, that that's movie. the one you've seen. <laughs> Got it. Love, is, Love a is a gun. Eric it's Roberts. like a it's like a '90s Skinamax movie. He did a lot of those. He did so, one called Ambulance that I remember. It's the most Eric Roberts of all <laughs> Eric Roberts movies. And it's it's really hard to find. It was streaming on Netflix Netflix for like a week, and, and, and I, I, you know, and I was oh, telling everybody, watch it, watch it, watch it. But now it's gone. Damn and it. They, they replaced it with a talking cat. <laughs> oh, other- God. Okay, I had never heard of that movie before. I was in Atlanta. I was in Atlanta, Georgia uh-huh. uh, last October doing some shows. And my friend John Michael Bond, who's a comic out there, I was staying with him. And he was like, you ever seen It's a Talking Cat? Yeah. And I was like, exclamation what? Exclamation mark, question mark, yeah, exclamation. A talking cat. Yeah. <laughs> a talking and cat. He, we play, yeah, that, that's how the movie title should be said, yeah. punctuationally, <laughs> correctly. Is, a talking cat? <laughs> <laughs> and it is, wow. Yeah. Wow, that movie. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's it the best It sounds movie. like he recorded all of his dialogue Off on, a laptop. A, on a speakerphone <laughs> while stuck in traffic on a 405. Yes. A new like, camera mic. <laughs> yeah, like from a VHS from the 1985. It, maybe he didn't even know what the movie was about. I feel like somebody just called Eric Roberts on the phone and mm-hmm. was like, while he was doing a bunch of drugs, mm-hmm. and just recorded all of the audio from that phone conversation and then wrote a movie about it. Yeah, based and on it. The, one of the weird things about that movie is he is a talking cat, but for some reason, he can only say one thing to per, each person. To each yeah. person. What? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the, the, that's the I rule think, of the first magic. First of all, I thought you were saying the movie was about a talking cat. I didn't realize it, it was is. called that. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, and then the cat is Eric Roberts. Yes. Right? And, he, <laughs> and he can only say one phrase? Is that what One sentence per, one person. Sentence per person. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah it's for, well, like, for depending life, on who so the like, person once is. Once he says a thing to you, like, you're done. And you can't. He on. can't say anything to you. So if you go and ever say again. ever again, so he has to choose what he says to these people very, very carefully. carefully. <laughs> yes, so, he's like also. Also, what's weird to me is about is that he chooses to say these things to these people, like to help them with their problems. He never says to anybody, "Hey, I'm a talking cat. What the fuck is wrong with me?" Yeah. Like, he never says, "Somebody cast a spell on me. Figure this out." Right. He's just like trying to fix their little bullshit problems for them. Yeah. Oh, so he enters like a scene 
and he'll say something and it's like a big like it's nice yeah a, a helpful thing yeah and like they never wisdom. seem to like understand that it's coming from him either yeah because it's just kind of your one sentence is basically them wondering what the, the yeah uh, and they're know. like who said that what? <laughs> and he also they didn't bother to do anything with the to make the cat's oh, well. mouth move. But also, too... <laughs> because they didn't want to suspend... It's know, very low budget. Yeah, I mean. during this entire thing, you have Eric Roberts' narration as the cat. Like, his, you hear his oh. inner monologue. So the audience, we hear his inner monologue that's that, constantly happening. He, I'm a cat, I'm a And cat, we I'm also cat, hear cat, the cat. things that he says to people. <laughs> and it's kind of hard to... Yeah, it's, wow, is it? He was definitely not sober. We bad dadding the shit out of that. Yeah, sorry. We went, we went down the it's, uh, talking cat hole here. <laughs> that sounds Dude, dirty. It's, it's okay. <laughs> we went down a talking cat hole. <laughs> Hello! So in... <laughs> Let's get, let's, 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 oh we God. have bad dad at this. Uh, yeah. Are you now? Okay. When you when you first watched the movie and you first decided, oh my God, this mm-hmm. is the best movie ever. Yes. Was it was it the whole package? I'm assuming it was. Oh yeah. But was of there? I mean, was there something special about Z Man? Did you identify with him? Uh, I don't like, think it's possible to identify. <laughs> I was gonna say, is it even possible the way you've described him? Yeah, no, no. I mean, uh, I don't. I mean, there's a little Z-man in all of us. Let's be real. He's just sure. a little devil on your shoulder with tits <laughs> that wants to cut somebody's head off with big sideburns. Um, no, I think it was the fact that I've never seen a movie like that before or since. Mm. It's, it was really like, it's the entertainment value. Yeah, there's to me scarcely a movie that's more entertaining on an entertainment level than Beyond the Valley. I it just tickles me to know. And you end. think you think that the keystone of that <laughs> yes. is Z Man? Yes, he is. Well, he drives he is, he's, the he's, story. He drives the story. He is a crazy character. The dialogue he says is awesome. Mm-hmm. Very very well written. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to 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 say about him as a as a character other than uh there's there have been none like it uh before or since he's great <laughs> wow yeah none like it before or since. none like him wow that is or her movie. or her yeah that's the thing too is that we it's a little bit weird refer what? to him as him yeah but there is that reveal at the end now you don't think because there's i guess there's some debate as to whether or not z-man is either a transgendered woman or mm. transgendered man so like a woman in drag well or he is, is a woman or is yes he is uh, an identifies a, as a man throughout the movie yeah. until the last 10 minutes revealed to be a woman oh <laughs> with you know i mean and it's not like great, just one of the guys yeah. not not great special effects here you know but he does yeah. have uh rubber boobs that are revealed <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, I think we have and to say I am Superwoman. Yeah, and we so, have to take her at her word. You know, like uh, she kept it a secret all this time. Decides to reveal herself as a woman, and clearly, uh, you know, as as she has uh, uh, Lance Rock tied up in his Jungle Boy suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, She's trying lad. to fuck him. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a big scene at the end where. Uh, Lance Rock and Casey and the Erica Gavin character all together, and they take, uh, I guess they drink mushrooms or some kind of hallucinogenic potion 
that makes them freak out to the yeah. point where he becomes murderous. And you know, it is it is important to think this came out in 1970. This was, and I heard that I read this was inspired an, by the Manson and thing. and Altamont and the whole yeah. thing where it's like the, this the 60s lovey dying, dying, the dream of the 60s mm-hmm. dying. Yeah, totally. So there's there's some pretentious shit you could say about that. You know? <laughs> But uh, it was really just trying to be lurid and yeah. <laughs> tie it in, tie it into the headlines of the day that uh, these hippies aren't all peace and love. They also yeah. like to kill each other a lot too. <laughs> they also <laughs> like to kill each other a lot, guys. That was the a real lot, problem yeah. with the hippies is they loved killing each other. Nobody ever they talked about immune. that. They weren't immune to that. I don't know if you could say the Hell's Angels were hippies. <laughs> <laughs> no, they had long hair. <laughs> they were the counterculture. <laughs> they were a counter. That's oh god, for sure. They were a counter, counter, counter culture. They got paid in beer. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> you know, that's, good work. Yeah, <laughs> good work, Altamont. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they ruined it for everybody. You know, I mean, I mean, sixteen sixty nine was Woodstock and Altamont. Yeah, and then seventy and, was Kent State. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, yeah. So this was totally. Going into, you know... In 69 was the Mansons, too, right? Yep. The Manson murders? Yep. Yeah, yeah. just what a what a shitty couple months. <laughs> <laughs> what to go sh- from the summer of love to... Uh, <laughs> to just the... Just a so major to the winter bummer. of murder. <laughs> murder winter. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess... I'm still trying to okay. I'm still I'm still trying to figure out like well, it's just an entertainment thing for you. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, I mean, that's, there's no that's social comment. I mean, there is social commentary. But. Yeah, it is, and I mean, it's 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 the ultimate of like you know the s- stuff that I've liked my whole life. Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, there's 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 a um there's a, a Wally, there's a Sorry. there's a Morton Downey Jr. documentary that's on Netflix right now called Evocateur. Hmm. That is a very you know um, you know serious like look into Morton Downey Jr. and all of that stuff. It's great. Um, around that time, I was way big into wrestling, so I loved it when Sergeant Slaughter turned his back on America and joined the Iraqis <laughs> during the Gulf War. You know that kind of stuff just just really tickles me. Oh, yeah, that we didn't even get into your wrestling thing. We didn't. Even, we didn't. There's no need. We Which talked is how you met your wife, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. God, that's, I love that. Sorry. No, no. Yeah, I don't want to hear cool. about that. <clears throat> yeah, we'll have to have you on again, maybe. <laughs> that's, that will take another hour. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you okay? Sorry, you were saying it's this, all this the Morton Downey Jr. documentary. Yeah, yeah. Just that stuff that is so far right wing that it's secretly entertaining to us left-wingers is, yeah. is, is, well, it's, is great. It's like that movie Wild in the Streets. Mm-hmm. Would you ever yeah. see that? The AIP movie where mm-hmm. it's like all about like, the, it's basically like the, the inevitable conclusion of the hippie movement to them right. was that at some point 12-year-olds are going to take over and they're going to not they're going <laughs> to start killing everyone right, over the right. age of 12. Like, yes. Yeah, this you, is like cautionary you see, tale. Uh, you ever see Targets? I love Targets. That's a great I film. I fucking love that movie. Yeah, it's and great. And that, to me, that's a movie that has a little bit of everything I love in it. Mm-hmm. It's got Boris Karloff. Right. It's got, uh, you know, it's got this Starkweather mm-hmm. character or the or the, um, yeah, the Bell yeah. Tower guy. Right. It's got that going on. It's got uh, it the drive-in movie theater. Peter Bogdanovich. It's correct. Bogdanovich, yeah. He did that. God, it's such a great movie. Yeah, it's a good one. See, so my point is, is that it's... Probably not the best movie, but we love it because yeah. 
of what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, to, yeah, right. You know, we're not going to talk about Charles Foster Kane on this podcast, right? Like, we're going to talk about Targets <laughs> and Beyond the Valley, the Dolls and Z-Man and yeah. a talking cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah, and I think Z-Man 2 is a great amalgam of that mm-hmm. time because he's got he's a little bit Wile E. Coyote. Yeah. He's a little bit... Count- the super genius Wile E. Yeah, Coyote. The super, yeah, yeah. With, the, with, the, with the business cards. Yeah. <laughs> super genius. Yes. Like, he's a little bit... Will Shakespeare. He's a little bit Shakespeare. <laughs> I love that he's, he's called a, Will Shakespeare. Will Shakespeare. He's yeah. a little bit Count Dracula, as he refers yeah. to himself at one point as Count Dracula. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit Svengali. Like, he's got mm-hmm. all these things. He's also into drugs, which is cool. Yeah. He's into rock and roll, which is cool. Very and he's cool. into fucking up people's lives, which is cool. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, now, you just made, it, made my point much more succinctly than I did. That's, that's great. So, yeah, he's sort of everything that's cool wrapped up with a little cartoonish cherry on top. And, mm-hmm. uh... And but also he's two cherries. But also he's yeah. two, two they cherries. Look like, they look like cherries. <laughs> His nipples. Yeah, they're not realistic. <laughs> they're very red, just like all the blood in all those seventies oh, yeah. movies. I don't I know why they use red paint, but Kensington Kensington Gore is what uh Is that what it's called? Bill Cop. Well Bill Cop when he was on your our buddy Bill. Uh-huh. Uh I met him the same night as I met you, actually. That's right. That at was that so show fun. At, at Danner and Bowser's place. Yeah. That was so fun. Uh, he was on the show. He talked about Vincent Price. Oh man! And he told us that at well, least in the Hammer yeah. pictures, the blood they used was called Kensington Gore. It was a very specific. That would mixture. so they had like a palette like at Home Depot, and they would say like, "What? Well, <laughs> could give us the Kensington." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, uh, anything else you want to say about Z Man? No, I'm I'm good. You're done. I think he's. I think Z Man's the best. That's it. Ronnie Barzell, <laughs> Ronnie Z Man Barzell, aka Superwoman, well, aka John Lazar, aka Count Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> well, you psyched me up because now I think I'm going to go home and I'm going to finish watching it as you Cause, should. Because I definitely like. I got to see. I know I've seen the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing the bloodbath. I've got to see the bloodbath. Yes, the Kensington bloodbath. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I recommend it to all you guys. You know, yeah, it's you a got, great film. You got any th- cool stuff? Nope. Uh, cool stuff coming up in the way of in the way of, besides Cosmos, guys. Watch Cosmos yeah, right. if you're yeah, not watch watching. Cosmos. That. Yeah, definitely watch Cosmos. It's great. Um, I have a lot of stuff in the works. Yeah. nothing, nothing to announce really. Cool. Well, uh, guys, uh, be on the lookout for more from Greg Franklin. Greg, thanks for coming in. Thanks a lot, man. Oh, you know what? I do have one okay. thing. Maybe we can edit this creatively. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> but nope. uh, be sure to watch uh, Rubber Channel. There's a bunch of great uh, cartoons. On there from uh, Six Point Harness and uh, uh, Titmouse, uh, another animation studio. We okay. have kind of a friendly rivalry, so we create this channel together. <laughs> What's Rugburn? the channel? Rugburn? Called, it's called Rugburn, okay. and uh, I, I urge everyone to watch Apollo Gauntlet, which is my favorite thing in the world right now. Oh, wow. Um, really great d- dystopian uh, uh, animation. Um, I love dystopian. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I can't say enough great things about that. Apollo Gauntlet and Cat Agent. And Axe Cop, the web oh, version Cop. of Axe Cop, is on our channel. Um, and so watch Rugburn.com. Fuck yeah. yeah. Rugburn.com. Sounds awesome. Yep. Thanks, Greg. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Lately, you feel so insecure. It's CD.
That was Greg Franklin talking to us about Z-Man from Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. I'm going to go home and watch it, because uh, fuck it. <laughs> um, uh, please, uh, well, we already kind of plugged all Greg's stuff, but Cosmos, Drawn Together, the movie, uh, and Rugburn.com is a channel with uh, with all the cartoons on it. Um, check it out. He's great. He's a fun guy. Big fan of him. Glad he came on the show. Hope you guys liked him. Uh, hope you like us on Facebook. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter and say if, you know, you, you know, I don't know. Just tell us whatever. If you got a good recipe for apple crisp, I'd love to hear it. I always like a good apple crisp. If you uh, have a suggestions for a character you'd like to hear us talk about, or if you just uh, want to tell us to go fuck ourselves, you can do that, too. It's a free country. Uh, anyway... Uh, Thanks for listening, and uh, stay safe out there.